0: What's up, y'all? we about to kick off episode five of Shogun Soup. So glad y'all tuning in. Uh, for starters, got a quote from one of my favorite psychologists, Carl Jung. And in this quote, he says, The least of things with a meaning is worth more in life than the greatest things without it. Take that into account real quick. Let that marinate. Try to really get the meaning of what he's saying uh basically no matter how big or small of an action you take whatever you are part of no matter how if if it's not worth a lot of money to other people or a lot of value to other people if it's a meaning behind it Worth way more than the greatest things in the world that have literally no meaning. Just take that into account. You know, it's kind of like you give somebody a gift and you know, and they say it's the, it, it's the thought that counts. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's meaning behind it. It's not, it's not, a, it's not of um, monetary value, it's not of a materialistic value. You know what I'm saying? Just if you want to start that off today. Um, Today we're going to get into single motherhood, but first, for starters, my main discussion today will be the attack on the black man, the African American male, how we are the most feared and also the most compromised of the human population. Then after that, I'm gonna get into the effects of schizophrenia. Also a personal, a very, very, very personal discussion, uh, especially for me. And then I'm gonna give some fitness advice. Uh, Eating candy, well, a specific kind of candy, after a workout will actually spike your insulin. and give you some, give you a protein boost but like i said we're going to get into that but those are some things to um look forward to in, in in this episode so let's get into it all right y'all we back let's get right into this soup today the attack on the black man in america shit anywhere in the world honestly Let's just start locally. In Chicago, Chicago is, is um, by the way, one of the most segregated cities in the world. Uh, you, could look, you could look on the south side, you know, in the deep, like deep inner city parts of the actual south side of Chicago, you only see black people. You know, then you could go in one specific area or areas of the South Side. See that small population of, you know, Caucasians and everything of theirs looks nicer. You know what I'm saying? But they could literally be not even five miles away from the hood, like the slums. You got your areas that's all Mexican, you got your areas that's all Polish, you got your areas that's you know Italian, you know what I'm saying it's is segregated. It's literally like, okay, this is a nice part where everybody else is, and this is the terrible part where where the blacks are, you know what I'm saying, but what makes it even worse is in those areas when you got people who are not of color patrolling those areas, you know why? Because it's open season for them. It's open season. They can have their way with the black man, which is, like I said before, the most envied, the most hated. I don't want to I don't want to speak of us as, you know, animals, you know, but. As a species of a black male human, everything is against us. Whether people want to admit it or not. You don't got off-duty cops going around shooting any other race, their males. You, you you don't see that. You don't see off-duty cops going around. Shooting, shooting other races in in their head, killing them dead. That that occurs. Execution style. And everybody gets behind. You know, if if someone of another race kills a black man, they get the support of every other race. If a black man kills anybody of any other race, they get they don't get any support. You know what I'm saying? Like, not saying anyone should get support for any killing, but what I'm saying is it's not it's not looked down upon as it should be for a black male to get murdered in cold blood. In some cases is actually celebrated, and that's and that's the sick that's the sickest part about it all. When you see white police officers slay a black man and get put on paid leave, basically a vacation, then say it's not a paid leave. You see people make a damn go fund me. A go fund me. It's kids out here asking for money to go to college. It's kids out here asking for money after a tragic incident for their families. There's people who make GoFundMe's for real causes and never, ever, 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 ever get that money. People don't even think to donate to them. But off-duty cops or anybody who've killed black men, you know, literally just a spit in our face. Literally just to laugh in our face at insults and injury can raise over ten K, over twenty K and GoFundMe from people who literally just hate black people that damn much that they're willing to give money to someone who slayed them just just to be hateful. As I'm saying this stuff is really sick to my stomach. It's really sick to my stomach. But this is information we need This is information that everyone needs And like I said In my previous episode I believe in diversity I believe in full diversity And I said we need to fight Which means we need to educate And right now I'm educating all races That's what I feel like I'm doing By letting y'all know That As a black man Whether you're a black man or not You should be more aware of the type of stress and the type of pressure that a black man is under. I want to ask y'all, how many times have y'all seen a white comedian um, in a dress? You know what I'm saying? In a dress or a white comedian having to play a woman in their roles. How many times do you see a... um? A white celebrity dressed in—well, I mean, you know, fashion is fashion. Tight is tight, you know. Whatever, whatever fits your body composition, you're gonna, you're gonna wear. But the overall complete feminization—if if that's even a word—of the black male, done by Hollywood, done by these industries, to portray them as less of a man. And you might on 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 the lowest of all keys, you know, you might see, oh yeah, it's just it's just fun, it's just funny, but think about how many other races have had to do that to be funny. So a black man oh, is only funny when he's being a black woman who is also very disrespected and very underappreciated in society. A mad black woman there's not enough black women who could do that. If being a black woman is so funny, all of our black women should be millionaire comedians. Then, why is that not a thing? Why do our black superstars gotta gotta dress in in skirts and like? Why is that put on a? You know what I'm saying? I'm a big Young Thug fan, but I'm not stupid. I know what they' trying to do. It won't work on me because like I said, I don't I separate I separate life and personal life from music. I love music. So if if the music's good, I'm gonna listen to it. I'm a big young thug fan. All those Atlanta artists who, you know, suspect. If it's good music, I'm listening to it, period. That's me. But I'm not stupid, I'm not naive, I know exactly what's going on. Those are the people they want to push. And even if they're good, they want, to, they want to confuse them. It's all about confusion. They want to confuse us. They know the listeners are black. Most of the listeners are black. They want to confuse us. Why is my favorite artist rapping about another man, calling another man his love, calling another man his boo? You know what I'm saying? Why is that... Why is my favorite artist on Instagram commenting under my other favorite artist's picture calling him his love? It's confusion. That's the type of thing that Henry wants to do, bring confusion in your life. Want everybody to think about that. The black man is so confused. He don't know what he doing right when it's right. I mean, if if we could get a traffic stop and it turns into us dying, I'm going to tell you all like this. And I'm going to end it on this note because I feel like I go too far into my discussions and I want to start leaving some of my discussions open so that we can have more discussion, you know, on my Instagram or whatever. But I'm going to leave it open after this. I have never in my life owned a gun. Ever. Ever. Never carried a gun. Ever. If I was to get killed by a policeman in a traffic stop. And I've never even owned a weapon in my life. Somehow it will be justified. Somehow. Because I'm black. I'm a young black male. I, I wear do rags. You go all up and down my Instagram. Nothing about my Instagram says gangster. Nothing about my Instagram says um, men in society. Nothing about my Instagram says I'm a negative part of the male population nothing about it but somehow some way i'm in the wrong because i'm black that's an attack that's a systematic attack now me knowing that instead of me using that using it as an excuse like most people do instead i'm going to try to educate everybody else who's not aware of that a.k.a our our counterparts whites, mexicans, asians whoever and let y'all know that if you have any black friends, black male friends especially, none of that stuff is okay. Like any if anything, you should be trying to help them, you should be trying to protect them. You are on a you are on the right side of quote unquote right side of all this injustice and all of the unfairness. So Use your privilege. Use your social privileges, especially to any of my uh, white listeners. If anything, because like I said, there are there there are good people who are outside of the black race. That's like it's good people everywhere. Use your status. Use your privilege to help the black man. If you really, 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 really care. About you know About the well being of, of of your black man Help your black friends out You know and genuinely do it You know then that Then that's gonna let us know Who you are for real for real Like Any white friends that I got In some way They've helped me before when I needed When I was down At some point because I put them through a test for that exact reason. Like I said, I'm a psych I'm am a psychology major. Everybody who's my friend, black or white, Mexican, whatever, I know they're my friend because I put them through I put them through tests or situations where I gotta see. You know what I'm saying? I got to see if if you got my back, you know what I'm saying, when I'm down, if if you if you be able to put me, if you be able to pull me up, then I'm going to know if you genuinely doing it. You know, it's it's not just they want to be accepted or a, wait, a, a, another thing, another thing, one last thing, one last thing. Trying too hard not to be racist. Is racist, y'all. Don't try to. Like I said. That's why That's why black people need to just start. Educating white people. So they, so they know. You know. Sometimes people can make a mistake. By trying not to be racist so hard. That it's racist. Like you, you're clearly acknowledging. The racial elephant in the room. By trying so hard not to be racist. Or trying so hard to be down, you know what I'm saying, or trying to in. no, be you, that's the goal of my part, I want everybody to be them, and the best them, that they could be, be you, but be aware of everybody else's situation, be aware of everybody's status, and for my listeners who aren't black, be aware of your privilege, and help. Help those who don't have the same privilege as you. Once we start doing that, black people will feel more comfortable around white people. White people will hopefully one day feel more comfortable around black people. But that will never, ever happen until the system of white supremacy, my bad, tongue twister. The system of white supremacy is fully just destroyed. No race should have supremacy over any race. That's my super on that. And like I said, I'm, I left it open for a reason. Because I want more feedback. I want discussion. Um, I'm always open to discussion. You can look on my Instagram story. I'm always asking feedback. You know, if it's bad feedback, however you feel about it. Hey, I'm always open. I'm always ready for that discussion. Don't hold anything back. My Instagram is Shogun. T-H-E underscore S-H-O-6-U-N. And we're going to get into this next segment after this break. Y'all, we back. We finna get right back into it, and now I'm finna get into a subject that is very, 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 very significant, and I'm excited to talk about it. And it is single motherhood. Uh, first off, just wanna give a shout out to all the single mothers out there, and wanna let you know that everything and anything that you do, even if you feel it goes unnoticed. It's, it's not. Trust me, because you'll see all your work coming to coming to realization when your child grows up and becomes a success. Everything you put into them. You know what I'm saying? You just gotta keep working. You gotta keep believing. With that being said, though, I wanna specifically talk about the single mothers who have sons and how important it is that you, you know, because I'm, I don't know, I don't know what's going on lately, but I'm I'm seeing a lot of single mothers. I'm seeing a lot of females end up pregnant and all you see is the female and the, and, and, and the baby bump. All you see is females and the baby when it's born. All you see is females and these kids and it's like, man. You know, if if y'all if y'all just hadn't, you know what I'm saying, the man from social media, I, I kinda get that, but for the most part, if it's a family thing, I feel like the guy would be shown, you know, at some point because everybody wanna show their family off. But I guess the real reason is that the the, the guy isn't involved and that's the problem. We gotta do better guys However you feel About this situation It takes two people To make a baby So Even if you Didn't want a baby Wasn't ready for it You got one now You're responsible That's your DNA That's about to travel down Into another human life And And Whether you like it or not, you just made something special. So you should treat it like such. You know, I I just don't understand why so many single, specifically black women, that got to go through this alone, got to take all these pictures by themselves, you know what I'm saying, pregnant. You know, got to, um. you know... You look on social media, you just see all these, all these single black mothers, especially young, like younger mothers. They just, they just by themselves, it's them and the child. You know what I'm saying? You see, they got a lot of support from their friends. You know that's, that's, that's good, but nothing can substitute a father. Nothing. There's nothing in this world that can substitute a father, man. And that's the problem. Everybody wanna know why, why the young kids in society so wild? Duh, 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 duh. I'm gonna tell y'all something. Even back in the day, if somebody, if somebody's um, you know father wasn't around, they still had some real valid OGs who you know was around to lead them in the right direction, teach them the game, teach them how to be you know a, a man of society. Whether it was a you know it it could have been in a negative manner, you know. But at the end of the day, most of the most of the old heads, you know. Of, of the black community Like the guys who are old heads now They come from that generation Where you know a man know how to be a man Now This new generation that's coming up Is like the subpopulation population of that It's kind of hard to explain But I'm going to try to get y'all to understand it We come from that middle, the generation, I'm, I'm 23, all right? And we come from that generation where it's kind of weird. We grew up at the same time technology grew up. You know what I'm saying? We grew up at the same time when a lot of catastrophic things was happening within the black community. Like, you know, I was born in 95. You know, that, that time range between 95 and... 99 you know a lot of things changed you know Biggie and Tupac died a lot of a lot of things changed you know a lot of things started to switch and affect the black community and it's kind of tough because at that time it really wasn't any true OGs to real life teach because most of them was either gone in jail, or you know, they was going through transitions themselves because you know they was aging off. But I'm in that generation that didn't really have nobody to look up to, unless it was somebody that was on TV. But you know, like luckily for me, I had a, I had a very great dad. My dad was um. My dad was in and out of of jail, you know, early, like early on in my life, like baby days, but he changed. He changed all around, but it was just real hard for him to get a job initially. So he would be at home a lot. My dad was, for the most part, a a stay home dad because he just, it it wasn't many places who would give him a job. So he did what he could do, you know what I'm saying? He did what he could do and so. To get us money but for the most part my mom was the main one working and he'd be at, he'd be at home so i spent a lot of time with my dad he was my football coach when i was younger my sisters loved like he was he was a king king my sisters my sisters loved my dad he was all he he literally raised him you know because he was he was at home all the time when i was younger My mom was in college, my dad was in that jail My grandma raised me So my experience from my little sister's experience is is real different And I've never really had to worry about my little sister's uh, character or anything Because I know that it was built from having a male actively in their life and having a mother and having an older brother, you know what I'm saying? Like, the family aspect when it comes to developing children is very, very important, y'all. Very important. So, like I said, for the guys, what I'm saying is if you got a woman out there that you done put a baby in, man, you need to you need to go ahead and just own up to it, bro. For real. Nothing good is going to come from your life running from that The universe don't give Back that energy Well no the universe is going to give back that energy Your life not going Your life not going to go right When you Putting that type of aura into the universe bro Like it's not That ain't cool bro It's not You was man enough to make the baby You got to be man enough to take care of it too I ain't one of them people who who believe in that, bro. I, I I can't go for that. Cause that's that's really the that's the issue right now with young men. It's not enough male, it's not enough male accountability, especially in a black community. So that's what I want to say to the males. But to the women, to these single mothers, what I wanna tell y'all is don't get too prideful. Like I said in my previous episodes Pride is not a good thing Pride puts you in front of we Right now You got a big we It's you And another life that you got to teach Everything to You the mother In the majority of households In the world You are the most respected person in the house The most beloved don't get too private. Don't get too prideful into thinking that, yeah, I'm finna do this all by myself. That's not that's not that's not good. That's that's counterproductive. You don't have to do that by yourself. Other other races, them women ain't just doing it by themselves. You know what I'm saying? I think we got to Um I don't know how to say it, like we just got to uh comfortable or it's like we kind of our women kind of want to prove that they could raise a baby on their own which is okay but it's not ideal you shouldn't want to do that you shouldn't have to do that you shouldn't that's not that's not good the way family subsystems work you need The fatherly presence than the motherly presence. You need that balance. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't you can't teach a man how to be how to be a man, no matter what. I know a lot of guys who who are successful men who who've grown up with single mothers, and you know they always they always say, yeah, you know, they say a woman can't raise a man, but you did. Well, I mean, a woman can raise a man, yeah, but at the end of the day. A lot of the knowledge that I that I have when it comes to being a man, like it was instilled in me from my from my father at a young age before he passed away, and then I was lucky enough to have a lot of good men models in my life. Some men showed me a lot of what not to do in life, and then some men showed me a lot of what to do. You know, like. One of my, um, one of my main, you know, male models right now is my uncle, my dad's, my dad's youngest brother. And he, he was in jail. He made his mistakes early on in life and he got out. And ever since he got out, he just been on the right track. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he ain't, he haven't lost focus yet. Made his own family. He got his own family. He, you know what I'm saying. He he ain't been back in trouble. And all he try to do is he all he try to do is educate me and my little cousins on how to on, on how how a man's supposed to be. Cause he know we not from. He know this generation is different from when he was coming up. And and the things that we think we know, we really don't know. And I I talk to him all the time, and he always. He always trying to put me on knowledge about you know the world you know and sometimes me and him bump heads because you know I got my way of thinking I got my theories that come from you know uh, higher level education comes from college comes from books and all that and he he really got like the street knowledge he got the life know-how he got the just natural just wit about life and sometimes we he bump heads, but at the end of the day it's, it's good discussions is learning and we both you know iron sharp is iron we always talk you know what I'm saying we always talk about how how black men how black men are are like a, a special type of species man for real like it's it's a needed species it's it's in demand but a lot of times it's mistreated but it's clear that the black man is literally you know the most the most dominant if 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 we could just get if we could just get our mind right if we get our mind right man there is no limit to what to what we can achieve you know what i'm saying and that's and that's one of the things that he always that he always taught me Shout out to my uncle Sean. Uh, You know, like I said, I I was lucky enough to have a lot of male figures in my life who, who put me on game and showed me how to be a responsible, accountable, and positive male in my black community. So what I'm saying is, if you gotta get out there and start dating single mothers, do it, man. Like. I know you might have a bad taste in your mouth from the guy who, you know what I'm saying, got you got you pregnant and ran off. But don't let that set your child back because anybody with, with both parents in the household can can tell you how good it is. Anybody, especially someone who's had both parents in a household and then lost one for some reason, can tell you how beneficial it is to have both mother and father in the household. And not watching your mother break her back, you know, to provide. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not supposed to do this by yourself. You're not supposed to. That's not how it is. That's not how it works. You're not the only one who made the baby. So... Like I said, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get on my Instagram and hopefully you all got some feedback on this. My Instagram is t h e underscore s h o six u n and I hope hope this was a good segment for y'all. It was ex- it was a segment that I was very interested in talking about. Give me some feedback. Anything you got to say about it, let me know. I'll get right back to y'all. Um, let's get to this next segment. Alright, guys. We back. And before we close this episode out with schizophrenia, I just want to give my quick fitness tip. Um, If you ever got a high sugar crave after a workout, you know what I'm saying, like, just got a crazy workout in, and all you want to do is just eat bad stuff. That's not by mistake. That's actually just how our body works. But instead of eating things like you know a honey bun or you know whatever whatever you're craving, what you actually should be eating is gummy bears, um, chews. Uh, like anything gummy or anything chew because then the sugar gets directly into your bloodstream and it causes your insulin to spike with those candies. It's the same type of carbs and uh, it's the same type of carb movement that you would get from potatoes, rice, and bread. So you know, if you ever been to Planet Fitness and you see they got the Tootsie Rolls sitting out, or they got the purple flavored fruity sitting out, the grape flavor, that's not by mistake. They don't just want, they don't got that there just to, oh, let's give people candy. Like it's actually a, it's actually a good post workout supplement to take. You know, without spending any money, candy. Like when I leave a workout at Planet Fitness, I will take about six, seven of them. I take them instantly. I try to chew them all because. All that I'm doing is trying to spike my insulin and, and it help those proteins break down faster and rebuild and quickly like quickly than they would had I not done that. you know what I'm saying It's basically like a cheat you're basically you're basically cheating the rebuilding of your muscles, utilizing the amino acids from those proteins that that are in the candy. And re- rebuilding your muscles way faster than you would had you not taken the candy. You know what I'm saying? Or eating the candy? You know, it's it's basically doing anything a supplement would do, just at a, a smaller scale. But you know what I'm saying? When you're trying to work out, you're trying to get the most out of your workout every time. So directly after, you know, try to try to keep some gummies or some chews on you after the workout. It's real good with, like I said, helping the sugars get to your bloodstream. Going to spike your insulin, and you will rebuild and repair your muscles way more efficiently than you would had you not eaten candy directly after the workout. You know what I'm saying? So just keep that in mind. That's my tip of the day fitness-wise, and we're going to get into schizophrenia right after this break. We back. We are finna close this episode out with a small discussion about schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is a psychosis disorder that distorts reality or the perception of reality for the person who has the disorder. And basically they have thoughts and experiences that are out of touch with reality and they have a lot of difficulty with concentration and memory and the onset is typically between adolescence and the age of 30 so that's a wide that's a wide window for someone to recognize that they have their di- have this disorder and usually the person wouldn't recognize that they have it someone would have to refer them to a doctor or you know try to sneak them to a doctor, you know, let them know, yeah, you're going for for a checkup and really going for a mental evaluation because everybody else has been noticing that the person hasn't been, you know, seeming okay, but they aren't seeing that they aren't okay. So me personally, I live with my grandmother who I made the choice to come back and spend more time with and help take care of because she has full-blown schizophrenia, like, and has had it for over 45 years. Some of the things that I'm about to tell you may frighten you. It may seem, you know, like, man, like, how is he... So comfortable with saying these things You know what I'm saying how How is this not scary But It's because I understand that A disorder Doesn't make the person You know my grandma is still An angel to me I just know she has some Problems that That are beyond her power to deal with So that's why She's had You know psychiatrists That's why she's had help from hospitals, you know, mental facilities, all type of places, and and family support. But like I said, things I'm things I'm about to tell you, it's important to know because you never know when anyone can fall victim to schizophrenia. So I'm just gonna give you a little knowledge and a little insight on it. Firstly The biggest thing about schizophrenia Is the voices Ever since I can remember My grandma used to always Mention the voices The voices told her to do this The voices told her to do that And she would just outright like, say it You know I'll be little And I could be watching TV And she get up And turn the TV off and lay down. I was like, girl, why you do that? I don't know. The voices told me I don't need to be watching that. I don't need to be watching that TV. So I just turned it off. And five minutes later, she'll turn it back on. Or she'll be on the phone with somebody, you know. Hey, how you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm good. I just been sitting around. The voices told me I shouldn't be going outside today. So I just didn't go. I ain't do nothing. You know, like it'll just be like normal, like a common thing. Like, don't y'all hear voices too? You know, and it's like we don't, we don't understand it at all. But in her head, that's what's real. You can't tell her otherwise. You know, I didn't really understand it when I was younger, but now that I'm older, you know, it'll be times when, you know, she was she was having a real problem with it. Probably about two months ago, before before we got her more, you know, help, more medication, more effective uh, medication. She was she was having a real problem with it because you know we were moving and a lot of things were changing, and that's one of the things you know anxiety and stress makes it worse. So you want to try to keep someone who has schizophrenia in the most stable and comfortable situations possible. Like I was saying, we was moving we was moving her around. She was moving in to where I live and she was having some issues with the changes around her. So her schizophrenia was, was, was off the meters. You know, it'll be like 3 a.m. in the morning and she'll just be calling my name to come and just talk to her and make her feel more secure because she was literally scared. You know, the voice was telling her crazy things and i work at night. So, you know, they'll be telling her, yeah, he ain't never coming back home, you know. Something bad gonna happen to him, and it's really all in her head. But and t- but, like I said to her, that's that's the reality of things, you know. And it's no outright cause of schizophrenia, and it's no cure for it. It's just a lot of psychosis and medicines and certain techniques, but for the most part it's one of those disorders that if somebody were to get it could be very stressful on a family so a couple tips you know don't ever don't ever feel bad about continuing on with your life you know when you're dealing with a family member or a loved one who has schizophrenia because they'll because you will definitely start feeling you will definitely start feeling guilty you know what I'm saying or you, you'll start feeling sad for not being able to tend to them all the time but in their mind they, they're they gonna always something is gonna always be wrong to them so you, so you honestly can't focus your life around trying to make everything for them good because no matter what they're gonna try well not try but The disorder Will find something wrong with everything That's going on around them So they'll never fully be satisfied With anything So the best thing you, you could do Is try to put them in the least restrictive environment The least stressful environment As you can But always continue to live your life though Don't ever stop And Because then Because then you'll end up being stressed You'll be in you end up being the one that's having a lot of anxiety and then you are gonna look up and you start feeling sick, too. You know, the other thing is schizophrenia is sort of genetic. So if you got somebody in your family who's schizophrenic and, you know, your immediate family, you should you should look in the mirror, you know, like I always look in the mirror and like, man. Do I got any personality changes or you know what I'm saying? I sometimes I'll be having to check myself to make sure I'm I'm straight, you know, asking my friends, you know, am I tweaking? You know what I'm saying? Like, just to make sure I'm not unconsciously becoming sick myself in that area. Which, you know, you really wouldn't know until you know. But it's always good to, to constantly you know it, it's always good to constantly be self-aware of things that's going on, especially when it comes to mental health. but And also don't ever be scared of what's going on with the person. Don't Don't let it scare you. you know you got to be confident. you're the one that they lean on. like I'm the one my grandma leans on. so I know I can't I can't ever be scared. I got everything I got everything I do, has to be firm when I speak to her, I have to be giving directives, you know what I'm saying? I can't leave any gray area. I got to let her know this is what's happening and this is what you need to do. And boom, she listened. I can't leave it up to her to make that decision because then she'll have a lot of stress. Then she'll start going crazy, you know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of responsibility, but You got to take responsibility and know that you have to be strong. And I take this situation as being exactly what she needed at this point in life because she was the one who practically raised me. And now it's like I'm the one who is taking care of her. And you know, this is only making me better, this is only making me a better person, a better man. And also, this is good for my career because you know, I. Right now, I'm a I'm a football coach. I'm an aspiring personal trainer. Um, I'm a bartender, but at the end of the day, I want to be a world-renowned psychologist. That's what I want to do. I want to be able to help people mentally more than anything. So, not to make it sound like my grandma is a project, but this is real good for me going forward in my career with like understanding how to deal with, with these certain situations because I deal with it every day. Like most of our conversations, like when she was having breakdowns or whatever, I would, I would voice record them. Like I have about three recordings of her and me, me basically just speaking to her while she's having these breakdowns and Listening to how she's responding and, you know, I'm asking her, I'm asking her the correct questions that I need to ask her and trying to give her advice and trying to guide her through, just trying to guide her through her stress and you could, and you can literally hear and feel her getting more calm and calm through the conversation and most of our conversations ended with her just falling asleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, She just really needed somebody to spill all of that information out to, because in her mind, it's so much going on that she really just needs to get it all out. And a lot of it ended up being a lot of restless nights for her. Um, there was a lot of times where, like I said, she'll wake me up at 3 a.m. while I'll just be getting in from work and she, like, come to my room and talk. So, you know, I'm talking to her at, like, 4 a.m. in the morning. But I do it because I love her. You know, that's my, that's my grandma. But what I want to get across mainly in this segment about schizophrenia is just like a lot of psychosis disorders or mental disabilities or mental disorders, anything that's just mental health related. If you aren't the person that's dealing with it, this is an opportunity for you to lead the weak through the valley of darkness. This is an opportunity for you to be what humans are supposed to be. You know, and and that's a servant to a, to other humans. We're all we're all meant to serve each other and we were fortunate enough to have a sound mind and those who don't they are just some of the unfortunate you know what I'm saying but that's why we're here the weak is put on earth so that the strong can rise and so that the strong can find their purpose and When you're strong, you got to find out what weaknesses were you meant to elevate to your to your level or even or if if it's not elevate, alleviate. So. That's my soup for today. And if you didn't get anything from today's episode. Then take something from this segment. Let it be known that the strong are strong for a reason. And the weak aren't meant to stay weak forever. Some people were given strength. Some people were given weakness. Some people were given weakness and gained strength. And it's some people who are given strength and Gain weakness. But if you're strong, you got a purpose, and that's to make others strong. So always stay humble, and always know that whatever status you have, it can be taken from you just as quick as it was given to you. And just because you're fortunate don't mean you're better than anyone. It just means you're in a situation that could better help someone than the the people below you. That's the soup for today. Hope it was good. And um, I'll see y'all next episode.